Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode three of the Hallmark of Greatness podcast. A podcast dedicated to highlighting the beauty of all things Hallmark, Lifetime, and straight TV movies that don't get the admiration they fully deserve. I'm Anthony Burke, and joining me as always are my wonderful co-hosts. He's wearing a backwards cap, glasses, and has grown his fringe out in an effort to look younger. That's Joe Higgins. I need all the help I can get at the moment now. <laughs> and he's in hiding from the authorities in an unknown cave after a night of co-tipping. It's Craig Lowe. Well, you know, they are <laughs> cracking down on that during this COVID times. They don't want any cows tipped. Where would the beef be? What of them... Livestock-based crimes. Are up to, <laughs> <don't know. laughs> Got to keep yourself busy in these hard, hard times. <laughs> How are we both doing, Craig? How's your elbow? Yeah, uh, I, I think I have an extra sort of centimeter of uh, movement in it. Rotation of the wrist is doing well, so oh, we're doing good. okay. Joe, how are you? Fine, fine. Nothing oh, changes, good. does it? No, no. Um, we've got a question, boys. One question. A real person. A real person. Not a bot. Not a bot. This question is a fan question from Kirsten1878. Okay. She says, assuming she, good morning, Anthony. Good afternoon, Joe. Good evening, Craig. Evening. First of all, really enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm a huge fan of these movies. Some other podcasts are a little too soppy or fluffy for my liking, but yours is an honest and comical take, which I love. These films shouldn't be taken seriously, and you guys really highlight that. My question is... All right. Why only once every other week? There's enough of these films for one every day of the week. Please, can we have more? Well, she ends it with. Also, since Valentine's Day is coming up, can I recommend a Valentine's match? Much love, Kirsten. Okay, well, you can re- re- recommend it. We'll add it to the pile, Craig. A Valentine's yeah. match, Craig. You're in charge. Uh, of it. That's not the only um, request we've had to do uh, more than one a fortnight. To be honest, we also got a message from someone called BBG who uh, said that, uh, yeah. You should, as there is such an abundance of these things, you should do you should do more of them. It's purely down to the constraints of time. It's there's only so much time in a week to watch these without yeah. sort of all blurring together or your brain becoming custard. Really, oh, but all all right then. All right, we'll go one a week then. We're gonna try. Well, we'll, we'll try yeah. it for our special Valentine's month. Well, that's gonna yes, be next. We'll have a, a Valentine's have month, a, everyone. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna attempt to do one a, one a week, all Valentine's theme. Yeah, I believe, isn't it's it? Perfect. The month of February is Valentine's, yes. It's that 28-day month which has fallen perfectly perfectly rectangular in the calendar this year as the first falls on a Monday. So if you look at your calendars, it's a perfect rectangle this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, 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 the OCD, the OCD in me absolutely in loves that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try and uh, go for one a week. And we, we will do. take... The recommendation there is a massive of, asterisk next to the word try, try. I would imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting everyone together and stuff, everyone yeah. has responsibilities and things. It's yeah, but for you, the fan, the fan Kirsten 1878, the, the which I can only assume is year of birth. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to keep up to date with all things Hallmark of Greatness, you can follow the show on Twitter at Hallmark of Great, or if you'd like to get in touch with any recommendations or thoughts or anything you think we may have missed. You can email the show at hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com. We are also on the Instagram now as well. We are also on Instagram now. So you'll have to update is... that a little bit. It's um, at Hallmark of Greatness, I believe. At Hallmark of Greatness. Oh, allows more characters than Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I, don't, I, I can't remember. I set it up. I've, I've no idea what I'm doing with Instagram. I'll look now. I'm gone. I'll hand that off to my, to my wife, really. She understands things like that. <laughs> there it is. It's Hallmark of Greatness. There you go. Right. Excellent. Right. Into the film, all things Valentine. All things Valentine. 
You know it's going to be good when this is the music. Oh, that's not. That's the theme music we have for every episode that introduces <laughs> Okay. Come on. Sorry. All right. What were your um, predictions based on all things Valentine and the poster? Well, the poster is rather vague, but I presumed, vague. That, I, I presumed that it was the story of a couple that captured a magical balloon that took them to a cartoon <laughs> world this Valentine's Day, because there is no other reason for it to be a cartoon drawing of the city in the background, as opposed to every other Hallmark film, which actually has a shot of Seattle or Vancouver in the background. <laughs> Potlid in this case. <laughs> Joe? Um, again, I don't look at the posters, I just go purely off the title. All things Valentine. Uh, all things Valentine. Helen Valentine runs a dating <laughs> agency called Valentine's Valentine's with her ethnically diverse assistants, Val and Tina. Her world is turned upside down when local acoustic guitar troubadour slash lawyer, Chip Valentine Johnson, comes into her office looking for a date for an upcoming Valentine's open mic showcase concert. Will she find him a Valentine in Valentine? Oh, you were a tagline. <laughs> hey, again, write this, this is, down. I'm calling in life. <laughs> I think we know what's going to be our year next year. So Christmas, let's see. We're going to write a Christmas one, Valentine's one, Easter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go on then. What is the actual? What is the actual... actual synopsis? All things Valentine. Despite dishing out advice, relationship blogger Avery is losing faith in love after a string of disappointing Valentine's days. No, but all that changes when she meets handsome veterinarian Brendan. No, however, she soon, she soon discovers that Brendan is the one who has been leaving rude comments on her blog and blaming her for breakups. Now she must work out if their love is genuine or yesterday's news. It was a big old synopsis, that one. <laughs> the longest one we've had yet. Well, I have done a thing, and if you want to, we can listen to the actual movie trailer to see if that gives us any insight yeah, go ahead. into what the film is about. So, uh... She was unlucky in love. Will you be my Valentine? Not a fan of Valentine's Day, I see. No, not really. Until one Valentine's Day changed everything. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> From lonely heart. Yeah, I'm starting to believe in love again. To hopeless romantic. I really like him. A Hallmark Channel original movie. You are the most wonderful person I've ever met. All things Valentine. On Hallmark Channel. The heart of Valentine's Day. Oh. I do really give yeah. much away that, to be honest. It doesn't give it anything <laughs> away, does it? I assume, no. yeah. But I liked it because uh, I liked Hallmark, the heart of Valentine's Day, and they drill that point home in this, don't they? I've never known people yeah. get so upset about Valentine's oh, Day. Crazy. You know what pressure they put on for Valentine's Day? Just I think I wrote, they treat it like it's Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, this is an alternate universe where weeks before Valentine's Day, everyone's homes and businesses are all decked out. Incomplete Valentine paraphernalia. It's just everywhere. It's just an unrealistic alternate universe where Jesus was not born, and the best we have to celebrate is this day of love. <laughs> Our oh, Lord no. and Saviour Saint Valentine. We need to go and buy more silk flowers. Is a line that's issued at one point. Um, do you? You're a vet. What, what's the time frame of this movie? I get, you're obsessed with time frames of because it baffles me. I would. Say, I am presuming it starts on the first of February. Is that where one. I'm. That's only a two-week gap, and a lot happens in that two. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, because she has to write. She has yeah, to write yeah. a column. I'm sure she says she has to write a column uh, for two weeks. So I'm assuming that's just a lot. The run-up. Well, there's a year. Well, there is a year previous, isn't there, at the start? So yeah, we're yeah. go into it. Let's a lot of these films, it's sort of nebulous because uh, I was going to say a lot of these films. It seems to have a big event that comes up seemingly a week away, 
And then about three months' worth of things happened. In a short space of time. In that short space of time. I'm sorry, are we, are we, are we unfamiliar with the Harlequin romance? Sorry. <laughs> time frames are inconsequential in these things. It's a series of events that are sort of interconnected somehow, but not. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, opening, opening credits on Amazon Prime. Drug use, sexuality, and violence. None of these. Where, things. where, and where? Live through again by Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think I don't know whoever's in charge of Amazon Prime's rating system. Copy and paste every film. It all they're has a very, very different idea of what these words mean. They're just having a laugh because it literally says above that rated U, and it's like no. Nah. Uh, there's no drug use. No. Nope. There's very little sexuality. Yeah. It's the most yeah. cowboy yeah. thing I've ever seen in the world. And violence, unless you count jogging. There wasn't, there wasn't even like a, a punch of an ex-boyfriend or anything like that. It was, nope, there was nope. nothing in that. Yeah. I got very excited and then very disappointed. <laughs> I don't know why I got excited. Initial music, normally it's all nice and jingly. This was some dance, upbeat music. Yeah, I noticed the music throughout this film. There was genuinely some sort of, they've paid people. It felt like, like they've actually invested some money into it. There was a, there's a bit later on where I was like, have they got like an off-brand Fleetwood Mac tribute band to do this? <laughs> <laughs> the cafe the cafe had the best music as i recall <laughs> i forget uh yeah, so we open with avery our heroine i don't remember avery, aka non-union amy adams oh i was going to say non-union isla fisher ah, yeah one I, of the I, two. I went with isla fisher yeah oh, amy adams she does look more like amy adams to yeah be fair, but yeah carrying balloons through the streets in a john e upbeat <laughs> thingy uh she then sees what we assume is her current boyfriend. Not really doing it. It's, oh, maybe that's the sexuality. I think they kiss. <laughs> oh, so it's right after Yeah, man. It's hardcore pornography, that, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and she releases the balloons. I got off. quite angry about because, like, they drift off and, like, murder swans, them balloons. I, f- I think the funniest part of this entire shot, first of all, the quickest <laughs> asshole turn I thought go for in murder history. swans? <laughs> yeah, they drift up in the air and then they land and then, like, they strangle swans. Oh, on purpose? No, or... no, no, like, swans vindictive. Up in them. No, it's only like, Valentine's Day balloons, balloons that get you... swans. <laughs> Birthday balloons get the geese. No, Christmas ones get ducks. Who releases balloons at Christmas? No, it's just one of those things. You shouldn't have helium balloons. They're terrible for the environment. <laughs> and swans. I think the funniest thing was, though, you could tell it was the exact same set of balloons. They only had one set of these three balloons and that she let go of it. They captured the seconds of her walking away. Then they absolutely legged it to reset up to try and get the shot looking up at these <laughs> balloons before they disappeared out of sight. So I was like, these are already quite far off for this shot. Yeah, we'll get to it later, but I'm pretty sure they're the same balloons from one of the final scenes. No, they're not. Are they not? No. Are they definitely... believe, believe me, I checked. Okay. <laughs> they've got one tin of helium and they're using it for every balloon they can get. Okay. <laughs> and you meet um, her dog, Busby. Busby. Who is the star of the show and has some of the best ADR in the entire film. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of noises in there that dogs don't make. At one point, <laughs> a noise like an alarm clock going off. And I'm like, that's not a normal dog. That's why you just go to that because yeah. the dog's making robot noises. And what, we find out. I mean, we, we find out that she's called Consult the Coach. Yeah, she's a she's an online Which, blogger. Obviously, online blogger about relationships because I think that's three out of three so far of films that we. Is it online though? Because she works for a paper called the Portland Banner. Yes. And these and, she, and they have publishing stats on this agony ant column. So I'm I'm in dispute of whether this is an online thing. She gets emails in. But I think the Anagini Ant thing is a paper-based thing. And as we find out, uh, the All Things Valentine, which is title drop, the series yeah. of articles she's being asked to write by her boss, 
will be for the website a, a daily vlog about all things valentine i mean maybe it has both it has a print circulation and an online one i don't know oh, i don't know c-list portland newspaper no, portland banner that's not the, that's not the number one paper in portland surely. Oh, oh like print media is dying out anyway all right yeah but uh, this I, I just I, if it was online i wanted to know where they were getting their readership figures from did they literally have like a geo cities like uh people who visited your site count oh, ticker man. at the bottom of it sign in book yeah yeah uh, but she does she answers uh, a response to someone whose name i can't remember uh, kenna mckenna mckenna yeah but yeah mckenna the screen name that she goes by i can't remember but she, well, I she was just going to be a passing part but she was in oh, it quite a lot yeah. Lord, yeah, third build. References, you should go out and look for Mr. Wright. And I was like, Mr. Wright was in the convenient groom. Keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there was a lot of whistling songs, I remember. Yeah. Like a whole song about whistling. I was like, there's not enough whistling songs, is there really? There was that one a couple of years back, and then that's about yeah. it. But obviously she hates Valentine's. Oh, well, within the first five minutes, we meet her boss, who is an ethnic minority in a position of power, which is rare in yep. films. Yeah. Uh, yeah still, still acts as an emotional ballast for the white person in it. <laughs> and they also Unbelievably. need a film in that first five minutes. Your, your title of your column will be All Things Valentine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, there we go. Again, a, seems, that seems to happen a lot in these films. Yeah, I might do a countdown timer yeah. on how long it is before the name, yeah. the name dropped in each one. It's like that Family Guy what, gag what where he's watching the films. <laughs> oh, they said Superman. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But what newspaper editor has enough time to mollycoddle their agony aunt, who literally just needs to show up to the office once a week to drop off her responses? <laughs> she's devoted far too much time to this. <laughs> Given that it was a dwindling viewership or readership, sorry, that she was having as well. Yes. Been far too long on it. But yeah, she hit Valentine's. Her career is uh, bench the coach, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we've got a family meal next. A family meal. There's always a family meal at this Nobody point. Nobody yeah. eats, but there is a big salad on the table, so I'm taking a tick for that one. Thank you. Oh, you got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the nobody eats part as well, excellent. Nobody eats. That's another trope that we're going to keep making up. This is, this, this is becoming a trope where. After the initial, this is what you need to do part of the film, it's a family meal or with the parents where they then discuss the next part of the film. Yeah, yes. Like, well, well, it's 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 a sort of shame on you, your single discussion, followed by yes. you need to get to X next. And we get to meet Jeremy, the child. Is that the kid's name? Jeremy, yeah. I know, right. bold choice. We got a child in this. This is the first time we've come across this. Got from. I think uh, I think to be fair, best actor in the film, best human actor in the film after the dog. <laughs> but why are they still putting food on their plates when Jeremy is sat on his own eating? Because he's been bad. I was what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, Jeremy, you're eating on your own. Yeah. And then I was like, why is everyone so obsessed at this point oh, on Valentine's Day? Because they crazy. go on about it like it's like, like it's Chris, like I said, it's like yeah, it's Christmas. Like, it's this is yes. to... well, like I say, it's the parents' house where the 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 staircase is literally decorated with red and white flowers and love hearts all the way down. There's love heart displays on the wall. It was I was just like, where are you getting all this from? I walk this... into Asda and I can get a card and a box of roses, and that's about it. I'm not getting any cutouts like. like not to be horrible, but you can get chocolates any day of the year. It's not a special Valentine's Day thing. Say what? America do go over the top with some decorations, but do they go this far for Valentine's Day? I don't think they do for Valentine's Day. I don't even think they like do. Halloween thing. These films definitely make it seem like it. Possibly. 
Like every house on the street has a big uh, and then we cut to, little love house. I'd. I love more than you across the street at number 42. Yeah, love day. You didn't have Lord Huggington? It's the same basic fair, Homer. Yeah. Sorry, it's the Simpsons. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to uh, McKenna on her date with oh, yeah. Brandon. Right. Is he called Brandon? Called Brandon, yeah. yeah. Not Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Um, Non-union Dave Franco. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't put the, the finger on who he was. Is, he's from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He plays a role in that called when he's called Jeremy. And we called him Jeremy all the way through, which is confusing because the little kid's <laughs> called Jeremy as well. He's but also I, in House he's in he's actually a relatively big actor for these because he's in House of Cards as well for everyone. Oh, and something else as well. I didn't write it down, but, but fun fun fact that I learned He's in Mad Men. Mad Men, that was it, yeah. In the Mad credits Men. at the end, the small child that plays Jeremy the child. His real name is Tony Bolognese, <laughs> which is not a real name, is it? That's the name I've clearly made up. <laughs> oh, Tony Bolognese. Right, I love it. Yeah, they're obsessed with Valentine's Day. She's upset that they're not going out for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like the fact that they're out, no, clearly quite a posh restaurant. But also, he said he has to work. Maybe you'll find well, out later that's clearly not the case. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to work. Because no, I know. He agrees to go out on a date. Yes, I know. But he said, but... But she got angry because he has to work on Valentine's Day. Who cares? What bet works on Valentine's Day? Most well, not just Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day night. You can forgive him for like doing a nine till five in the clinic. He, well, they said he was, only, he was in emergency, but he sounds like he's a surgeon of some sort. So if a dog gets run down, I assume. He does nothing. He does nothing. There is no vetting going on in this film at all. <laughs> yeah. And that, I'll get she, to that she in just a minute. stops off. Well, she makes him read the advice that some random stranger on the internet has given her. And then he, he understandably gets annoyed about it. Yeah, yeah. Would. as you would. Yeah. Well, why, why, why are you following this advice? What, yeah. Why, you, why are you her? not talking to me about this first? Yeah. <laughs> not to be horrible, but yeah, we could have spoke about this before you wrote yeah. to a random person and you wrote to, you know... And then your took, instantly took their advice. Yeah. I mean, All you, because you can't go on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. Valentine's Day meals were a rip-off anyway. Yeah. yeah. Go out the day after. Cheaper flowers, cheaper meals. It's leftovers yeah, for everyone. Off a grave like I do. <laughs> <laughs> they don't um, need them. Then we get to Brandon running around a park with his best mate, whose name escapes me. Oh, no, um, Busby the dog isn't feeling well, and I. Oh yeah, sorry. Jeremy Bolognese has poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he had to sit on his own because he was feeding yeah. the dog Valentine's chocolate. Feeding the dog chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he disguised yeah. it as bolognese. <laughs> Um, then juggling. Oh, sorry, jogging. Yeah, you're right. Jogging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for some reason, right at fourteen or four in this this film, fourteen <laughs> minutes four seconds, it weirdly goes out of focus. I didn't notice that, to be honest. Almost as if they, almost as if they got one take and it was moving on. It seems to me it went, it went weirdly out of focus and then came because I checked it three times to make sure it wasn't my TV or anything like that. In the camp, moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're outside near a waterfront. We have ten minutes to do not only this shot, but another shot that we need later in the film. Yeah, so come on, snappy. So this is where he announces he's gonna he's gonna troll um, the coach. Yeah, he's gonna give us some online yeah. abuse, which is yeah, you know, only good things have ever come from that. Yeah, yeah. we cut into the cafe uh, where McKenna works along with her friend Prue. Prue, thank you again. Who I think may have been the owner of the cafe, but I couldn't quite tell. Either that or she's sort of designated assistant manager. Yeah. She's very, yeah. And then there was a load of hilarity involving a raspberry scone. Yes. 
Um, and at this point, I'm literally going to the TV. There are too many characters. There are too many. There are too many locations. I'm already simple. confused. Oh, this no. is where, this is Kit's best mate, who also is in yeah. love with Prue. Or as we will refer to her. it from now on, movie number two that is taking place simultaneously <laughs> yeah. within our already existing movie. And yet, McKenna gets to be involved. Yeah, well, she's the she's the, the bridge yeah. between both worlds. Yeah. She's yeah. the crossover. She's the uh, she's the Agent Coulson of this. Uh, <laughs> Whole Mac oh, Cinematic also, Universe. Um, uh, McKenna is a non-union Katie Holmes. Okay. No, no, no. The role was lesser than Katie Holmes would, but yeah, yeah, I see it. And also, at the end of that sequence where they're sat on the couch talking after... Is he called Kit? Kit, yeah, yeah. Leaves. Um, Peru has real difficulty standing up. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> the flailing arms. <laughs> I can do acting, but I can't stand up at the same time. I'm sorry. I saw that. <laughs> I have to sit in. Um, the veterinary surgery has fixed the box, an ethnic assistant. So that's that box. <laughs> yeah. Who cares a lot about uh, whose job basically seems to be putting flowers out and asking for more flowers. It's Valentine's. You need more flowers. You're a vet. You really don't. That's not how you make your money. You make your money on food and dog toys that you have in there. Yeah. The big, the biggest surprise of this comes up where he's bad mouthing or he's he's writing to the coach. But oh, coincidentally, his next patient, Avery. Yeah. Oh. With, with Busby oh, the dog. Oh. Busby at this point beeps. This is when I wrote Busby. Busby <laughs> makes a beeping noise. <laughs> uh, and he tells. Well, this the... is supposed to be our meat cute. Oh. Yes, it is supposed to be, but unfortunately, yeah. it's supposed to be. But doesn't he say something along the lines of "You're my favorite dog," implying that they have visited this place multiple no, times? No, he says before. he says favorite type of dog. Ah, Mister Type, had a dog very similar to this. Yeah, he says it was an awesome story about how he became a vet, and it isn't an awesome no. story. <laughs> well, I liked this when when he's finished giving them a prescription for paracetamol or something. I don't know what it was. She says, "You're really good with him. He's a vet." He's yeah. gonna be good with animals. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Otherwise, it's not if you missed the chinnery from the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> <aren't you? laughs> he tells this awesome story about how his dog was sick and he took it to the vet, and the vet, and the vet, beat him him. and said, you, "What was it? Uh, yeah, I offered to pay him with my pocket money, and he said, no, you can come and work here for four years.' Four years, and I'm, four years. Was he molested? Those vet bills are huge. Vet. Did the vet molest him? <laughs> he was groomed. And I'm thinking four years is a long time to pay off a debt. And then there's some excellent music at this point. I think as they're walking out of the room, there's some like great Seinfeld style thing. <laughs> also, another fun thing I noticed is they were leaving the examination room. The light switch was a little dog. What was it? Yeah, oh. it was like, oh, oh, that's nice. oh, that's nice. And I'm not sure how time. Implying that they that. actually filmed in a vets. They, they actually filmed in a vets then. Awesome. Or yeah. someone that's paid attention to detail at this point. <laughs> at this point, what do you think else. you're watching? <laughs> Uh, he offers to uh, take their picture for the wall. Oh, it's yeah. Fame at a vet. Is that the thing? I That's thought that was like for places that do massive food and things yeah. like that, isn't it? Like an eating yeah. challenge, yeah. as yeah. opposed to, just... well done, your pet's not dead. Let's have a <laughs> picture. <laughs> another one we saved. How saved big, another. How big was that fucking camera, though, that he got out to take the picture with? <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those huge underwater ones that Jack Cousteau used. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where she she invites into the uh, convec confectionery class? Um, the adult confectionery. The adult confectionery class. I was going to be like, he's making chocolate willies and stuff, isn't he? There? No, <laughs> yeah. no. No, the most overpriced and ridiculous chocolate making 
course of all time. I literally have written down here, learn how to make chocolate fondue. Is that not just melting chocolate? Step one, melt chocolate. Step two, eat. That'll be $100, please. Who meet Lisa the confectioner? (laughs) What's she called, Lisa? Lisa the confectioner. Who, it like who Hannah, what, what was it last week's? Hannah the... Uh... Oh, I'll have to go through my notes. Oh, Hannah the florist. <laughs> Hannah the florist, yeah. Um, Lisa the confectioner who berates a woman for saying that candy corn is only available at Halloween. It was like... Which it is. <laughs> Looks so upset that woman as well. But I was like, fuck you, I'm going home then. <laughs> Come here to learn how to make chocolate fondue. Yeah. Oh, the place was called Le Chocolatiere as well. It's like, there's no yeah. talk on yeah. these. <laughs> uh, also... You've clearly done research. Hmm, that pineapple is very caramelized. <laughs> and then he when watched he, Bake Off once or twice. And then when he eats that blackcurrant or whatever it is, he nearly creams his pants. I'm sorry, the face <laughs> he pulls is not a face I've ever made eating fruit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, then they, they're walking out and they arrange a second date after this. And a very long sequence that. Didn't seem to go anywhere that bit. Oh no! The, I found a lot of the times that they're on their dates and talking, incredibly dull. Yeah. Not a lot happens. The only thing I found out is that he was a Red Sox fan, so I, was, I got excited for a minute. Uh, Red Sox mentioned. Brief moment of uh, of sports, sports for Anthony there. <laughs> sports got mentioned. We, I we listened. Can't afford to, we can't afford to shoot any sort of footage in a stadium, Anthony. <laughs> they're not dating at <laughs> Red Sox game. Well, then yeah, they arrange a second date. Not a lot happens in there. Well, the, uh, the discussions. He now has access to a vet free of guard forever, which is yeah, that's not true. bad. Uh, there's also a bit where he texts as bench the coach to her, and he clicks, 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 and then he goes send. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do that on all my text messages. <laughs> just to let people know voice activated. <laughs> there was a, at that point, there was a lot of typing scenes between the two of them. Yeah, it turned off. into it turned into a poor man's Sex in the City. It literally, it was just like. Sarah Jessica Horseface uh, was just tip tapping away at the end of the episode after we've seen far too much nudity, and it wasn't that; it was just it's poor man's that. It was just a lot of typing for a good minute or so. Well, you've got to knock out these articles. You have to suggest the passage of time. Eyebrow <laughs> on her part there, though I will say, and she gets the instructions uh, to write a column about Valentine's cards because that's going to be a rip roarer, isn't it? That's... <laughs> And she goes to speak to her dad, who says some very questionable things to his dad. <laughs> in that bit. Sorry. He also he also still has his Christmas lights outside as well. So I thought the Valentine's lights, sh- Craig. Yeah, no, they're shooting a they're shooting a Christmas film in the exact same location tomorrow. <laughs> I can promise you, they've just put me out, taking them down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he says some very questionable things, including the line, um, "You stopped making me cards because other men were after your heart," and I was like, "That's not that's uh. not a thing that dads say." No. I do not want a Valentine's card off my grown daughter. No. Trust Up me. to about eight, that's fine. Then after yeah. that, it's, yeah. it's cute while they're still maybe in primary school. Once they're old enough to be dating other boys, then well, daddy no old, need card. How old is Jeremy? Because he goes on a date. Yeah. He must be like six. That's I reckon weird. six or seven. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, no, that's not right. Um, I also like the great line, fall down ten times, get up eleven. <laughs> I know I'm just going to lie on the floor and cry. That's all right with you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I've written down second date next and nothing after it because I can't remember what it was. Nothing happened. Apart from the fact that we learned that she's not a painter, which we learned earlier. She's not just a painter. She's also a photographer. Never comes up again. No. It's the show that's creative. That's what it is. 
Yeah. Shorthand for I'm creative, I do painting, yeah. and I also take photographs of street children and the car. <laughs> and paint fantasy pictures for the covers of prog albums from the yeah. 1980s. I mean, there's money in it. Yeah, uh, but it's at this point I've paused the film just to do a quick time check and realised there was still a fucking hour of this stuff yeah. to go and I was like, we're already on the set. What is going to happen? Why are we dragging this out? It was... Uh, yeah, well, it's not this is why that. I'm questioning it, the time frame of the film. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that happened. But we've just, we've just met, so we're going to go out every single day before Valentine's Day. What it felt day. like. But we fucking hate Valentine's Day. Let's drive that home every time we speak. We're going to name ourselves the Anti-Valentine's Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig, I wonder if you can help with something. I figured you go might on. know this. Yeah. The, next, the next scene was them at the antique shop with her uncle Henry. Um, no, no, no. Creepy uncle Henry. Uh, uh, I'm pretty uh, sure. Other scenes he... before that, thank you. Oh, sorry. Well, give me a second. Craig, I'm pretty sure he's the dad from the last film, from uh, Over the Moon in Love. Oh, was he? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't checked, but he could possibly be. I was I was too taken aback by his creepiness. He was just sort of like, oh, fuck right. it. Yeah. Leafy Uncle Henry. Uh... <laughs> no, but oh, this point, she, uh, before that, she was told by her by her boss that people are oh, really sorry. loving the column about Valentine's Valentine's. Day? I don't know. Yeah. Valentine's Day cards, yeah. Then there's a great bit where they've tried to cover up the Apple logo on the <laughs> the on the um, Mac, but it's clearly visible. And then uh, he comes round. There is sex music playing in the background. <laughs> also, what part of man buys a locket for his mother? That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, not only a locket, an ant- it has to be an antique locket. He's not just going to H. Samuels. He's, go- he's going to British Art Foundation down the Fairly road. Sure. She's the only person sending people into creepy Uncle Henry's antique emporium. Indeed. It didn't look that antique outside. It literally looked like a, a scrap shop. There was a tricycle and a couple of books outside. That's antique. Uh, you don't know anything. After, after a quick Google, it is him. Yeah. Well done. Well, oh, yeah. You can and drop we, can we will see him quite often, it looks like. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Jobber. But a good point. When they come out of that shop and they go their separate ways, on the door between them is a big heart. Oh, they move slowly towards it as they're yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as if they're Quite trying good. to hide the camera on its tripod as it slowly <laughs> zooms in. You can see the bottom of the feet and you can see the actual <laughs> tripod, but you can't actually see the camera because there's a heart in the way. I'm not saying that's the reason it's there, but that's the oh, reason so you, it's there. <laughs> I was a little bit more... In the moment where I was like, Oh, they're trying to do this. Is quite an iconic scene. Then it's a nice heartfelt scene no, where the movie I was, slows I was literally like, we're, we're, we're zooming in straight down the center of this frame with them, either of them on the side, and there is a glass reflective surface on there. We are going to see the camera at some point. <laughs> Bang some creepy paper on there. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping montage next. Yeah. Yeah. Is this where, the, where she's trying on dresses with her sister and she literally turns to her and goes, I love that colour. It's very Valentine's Day and it's a red dress. I was That's like, exactly no, what I've got. No, no, no fucking shit, love. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't afford this dress. You look like you're in H&M. It's not. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. I was, do we have to have a film in it where we, a, a, a clothes shopping montage every film? So it seems like we have to oh, have yeah. a discussion over the dressing room curtains. It's what we're saying. Like, it's becoming more and more of these tropes where it's a discussion with the family, discussion with the father, a discussion trying on dresses. Yeah. Um, uh, then I've got Scones and McSconesy. He, <laughs> he fails to ask out the tea lady again. Oh, the notorious baptism critic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he comes in to speak the to the secondary film, like it. Put it. And then Prue goes over and does some excellent counting the receipts acting. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Um, 
Catsup ketchup. <laughs> and they go to a hidden Mexican restaurant, El Adobe. Oh, dinner but, at Roy's. AKA. That's why I wrote down it's Roy. The whitest Mexican restaurant in the history of Mexican restaurants. You know it's a Mexican restaurant because there is Mexican music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. You meet yes. Roy, the overly creepy owner, who doesn't want his business to succeed because that means more work for him. <laughs> That's why he franchise Roy. Uh, he invites them to a party on Valentine's Day, which I'm guessing is just an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Members only jackets. He invites her and then goes, and a friend, wink, wink. And I'm like, Roy. <laughs> this was down, again so. where I wrote down, once Roy disappears, it's a bit boring again of their, their date. Uh, I don't know what I'm expecting it? at this point, to be honest, but it just felt like, oh, well, I, could, I can skip the next five minutes. because He does a joke. Does he, though? No. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, it's almost as if they're two complete strangers that have to literally hide the most important thing in their life at this moment in time for plot convenience. Yeah. Like, she is an agony aunt. Surely that's the first thing you tell somebody on the third date? I wrote fourth off. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, was like, I think, um, depends. Do you count the fixing buzz with the dog as a date? Or was that just like, that's the meat. That's the meat. Cute, that's the meat yeah. cute. But she tells them that she went through a bad breakup. She lost. We have to hear this story day. again. Uh, and also, someone has a watch with um, "Happy Valentine's Day," and then he goes, <laughs> oh, "I have that." And then they laugh. Like closest thing to a joke I've seen in any of these films so far. <laughs> <laughs> that actually felt like it had been written. It didn't feel like it had been phoned in. They'd, they'd gone for a second pass and gone. This might get a chuckle. Well, I've noticed uh, Anthony's thing from a while back. He said that at the end of scenes. They just let it run a little bit. Like yeah. 30 seconds yeah. too long on everything. And expects them to improvise and they're just not sure what to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. I've just got, just fuck already. Um, yeah, I've, I've, got enough of, I've got enough of this non-date nonsense. <laughs> they're going dancing, learning to dance now. And at this point, I was like, how many Groupons is she in? <laughs> going to all these things that like nobody goes to. I like the man who teaches them to dance. By just yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> Faster. Slow, I've never had anyone slower. fail. That's better. You're not actually teaching them. You're not showing them moves or anything, are you? You're just yelling at them. <laughs> uh, and she asks him out. Well, no, they say we're going yeah. to go to Roy's orgy on Valentine's Day. And he says he can go, despite telling McKenna. Yeah, yeah he, he was working. working. He's on call, yeah. yeah. So, Does that count as the asshole? Turn on this is just yeah. like I think they forgot that they said that, that was the reason yeah. the break goes up at the start. I've got Crazy X starts her journey to full on cray cray written <laughs> down here for some reason. So I'm presuming this is when she finds out that she's that he's dating. Is there another coffee shop scene where he comes in and she yeah. finds out that yes, uh, that after being dumped two weeks she... before Valentine's Day? Shock horror, he's seeing somebody else now and she gets all offended. He's allowed to do that. He didn't dump her. It's not like, yeah. uh, I've basically got true. not male, but shitter. Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, I've made a mistake here. Let me try and woo you back. Oh, sorry, it was, uh, we, we only spoke four days ago. You've been on four dates since then. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. The little dancing man was like, stand closer to her. Closer. Smell her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boss tells her that she has to stop hiding behind her anonymity. Oh, in the biggest surprise of the film, the boss wants them to meet. Old and coach meet the guy bench. that's been griefing her online. Yeah. yeah. Now, 
I think trying to get rid of her so they can get someone else to take over the column because that's a surefire way to get stabbed, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've, I've seen a, I'm seeing a sort of two. I'm seeing a two-page spread where they, where they both where she's trying to get bench the coach for as, as an alternative agony ant where they ask both answer the same question from a different perspective. Wow, that's that. Oh, like, see, I saw it like a Rocky poster. The both wearing boxing gloves and facing each other. Also, at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares about this unveiling of an agony ant? Apparently, it's getting big figures. Yeah, yeah. but it well do. uh, Web counter, yeah. (laughs) And then we have more lunging. Two men in Lycra lunging at the top of a hill, having a conversation that no two men have ever had with each other ever. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe Anthony does have conversations like that with his real friends. I have no real friends. Well. Just with anyone, no one talks like that to each other. No. I don't think women talk like that to each other. It was just like you only ever see it in films. Here's some plot points we need to get across. Yeah, yeah. and then I feel sorry. Well, feel sorry for Kit because he goes into the cop- the tea shop, coffee shop, and gets grief. Yeah, nothing's hit. It's not his fault. Again, don't feel sorry for Kit. He's in a completely different movie that's happening unbeknownst <laughs> yeah. to us. He's in absolutely like, uh, unbeknownst to us. Unbaked we just, my heart we, or something like that. I, a, a I thought it was. I thought it was just getting. I thought somebody was flicking the channel between two films at a certain point because I was like, "Why are we back in this goddamn coffee shop yet again? Why is he acting so awkward?" I was to ask for a scone and to ask um, Prue out. Yeah, uh, she yeah. wants nothing to do with it because apparently Prue is absolutely that. uninterested. Well, no, Read the signals. No, she's not sure. She, like, she's actually had a heartbroken by a customer previously by a customer, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, because That's he had tattoos." Yeah. Well, he doesn't know that, and she's giving him absolutely no signals that he's interested in the slightest. Got flower on her face. And I assume flower on your face. That's a key. <laughs> I assume this secondary film is the sequel to a previous film where they show a lot of them flirting and everything together. Oh, I was just getting so sick of it because it, it was it was bad enough that I was having to sit through this boring fucking non-dating that was going on. <laughs> I was having to go then to transfer to someone who had dating at all. In fact, actively dislike each other over a coffee shop. In the meantime, the ex is going, oh, rump, why won't he go back out with me after I dumped him a week ago? I mean, this is why un- Unbake My Heart is a superior movie. Uh, I like that title. Right. I like that title a lot, Joe. <laughs> I told you, I'm going to start. I find I'm getting employed by Hallmark to write these things. <laughs> right, so at this point, we go to date number five, which is the potluck. Oh uh, no! This is, you, they've got to walk in the park yet because the dog's got to find a hidden heart. Yeah, which I often leave. I genuinely thought I've got Busby finds a human body. I thought it was going to be human, <laughs> <laughs> or something that he's going to choke on, or something that so that the vet could step in. No, it's a heart. No, no it's, it's not that. important. He's a vet anymore, Anthony. This is a dog's <laughs> paradise. He says, it's a park. No. <laughs> it's a dog's paradise. It would be full of other dogs' bottoms, I'm guessing. This is where she invites him to the to the family dinner. Potluck. Potluck. It's a potluck. Well, potluck. It's a family potluck where only people, only members of family bring something to this potluck. Anybody who isn't family doesn't get to bring anything. So it's, why call it a potluck? Just just bring a dish, everyone. Also, um... Can you tell me what potluck is? I've never had this. Everyone, Every, everybody brings a, everyone yeah. brings a dish, and then we all, you a, all random, a random dish. Yeah, anything okay. at random. There's, there's no there's no sort of plan for the evening done. We're not picking a cuisine or a right type on. of food. Everybody just brings like a stew or like so. Everyone sticks something in a slow cooker and then brings it yeah, over and, and bags it on the table. Right, they're going to go to the deli on their dinner because he has to buy a lot of potato salad because <laughs> that's what white people fucking love. Potato salad is the potato worst. Potato salad is not food. a very popular in British Britain, is it? No, because it's gross. 
Who wants cold potatoes in mayonnaise? It seems to be a very American thing because I've never really. Because yeah. it's bland. Yeah. Okay. It's awful. You put the word salad in there, I'm out. Um, she also has an amazing array of hats in this film. Anytime she's outside, she's got a different hat on. And I was like, I only own two hats. I feel like I've missed out. <laughs> More hats than I own. I own a cat. I'm literally looking at three hats in my sight line at the moment, so I can't go. That's not true, Joe. You've got your backwards cap on now with your glasses and fringe. Ah, because I'm a child of the 90s. <laughs> uh, she calls him out as well. It's at this point she she, she calls, sorry, let's say she, coach calls out Bench yep. to, to meet. Let's have a fight. I mean, let's just meet. Yeah. And then we get then we get to the family potluck meal. Jeremy because we know one thing about trolls, it's that they want to be exposed for who they are. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Avery's sister is married to non-union Will Arnett. I, I kept forgetting that there was a, that there were, actually was a husband. He just seemed to be walking around in the background holding plates most of the time. <laughs> some speaking I think. See, I had him as non-union Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we get to the unveiling bit where the post, the uh, the banners behind her. Oh wait, wait, wait. But he wants to apologize first. And now is now the mask. And I was like, okay. He he tells his he tells he tells Kit that he's so gonna he go wants... on a po- that he's gonna turn up to this thing so he can apologize to her because he still doesn't know that it's Avery. And then yeah. then then we get to the bit where he's looking outside at a board that just has his name. Yeah. So just a, well, it's just it's it's literally just something that they printed off the morning that morning and slapped outside the office. And he stares at it for a good five minutes until the other members of the family turn up. Going, what are you doing here? Oh, hijinks, confusion. I've got to say, he was reading the blog of hers where she where she was saying that she's met someone, she feels like she's moving on, she's like that. It all seems a bit coincidental if that's what you're we, reading and that's the exact same thing that's happening to you. If they we, weren't complete morons, he, he, he wanted to be a doctor. Now he just got to do dogs. So <laughs> he's not the smartest bulb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've got written down here, why are so many people here for this agony, Anton Bailey? <laughs> what are they expecting when she finally steps out? Are they going to go, ooh, look, it's a random redhead who I do not know who the hell it is. It's not a celebrity. Yeah, she was on stilts or like... <laughs> Hello, random stranger. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's who it is. Right, we'll, we'll go then. Thank, thanks for the gift bag. Uh, Brendan bottles it and runs away. Yeah. Of course he does, because we need some sort of conflict here. Not just, this is an even funnier story that we can tell on our 27th date tomorrow. <laughs> Where we go skydiving. Yeah. I've got a voucher for that. And then McKenna contacts her and tells she, her. Yeah, she goes, she goes and turns up at a place of work. Yeah, and goes um, full evil Stephanie. Yeah, evil, oh, it's evil Stephanie again. She goes full evil Stephanie. Just yeah. goes. Stephanie she, she, she tells Avery that it's uh, it's uh, Brandon is cold is bench. Excuse me. Yeah, and you told me to dump him. Why would you do that? Because he was a complete stranger at the time, and there yes. must be some ulterior motive behind this. The so I'll tell. I'll ruin your life. No names were mentioned in our post. <laughs> Uh, and so they split up. She's like, yeah. oh, you said mean things to me, and now I'm sad. And I was like... They never let each other explain things in these films. No, no, I've literally got written down here, this is all being blown way out of proportion. <laughs> Anytime a breakup happens, it would be solved by going, just let me explain something. No. Explain it, and then they go, no. ah, that makes sense. <laughs> Kiss and make up. But no. no we've, still, we've still got 20 minutes run time to go here. It's let me explain. No, I'm out. <laughs> I have to go now. Like, 
back, if she's been doing this for how long, she must have got grief on the internet beforehand. Uh, you, you'd think so. Yeah. Because yeah, regardless of what you put on the internet, you're going to get know. grief. I don't know. Readership was down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the uh, trolls have gone to the Portland Post. Valentine's Day. Agony Ant. Valentine's Day trip to Roy's orgy. He's off. Roy's going to be gutted because it was all dudes apart from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've just got oh, this again. Was that because it was Valentine's Day? No, just like... no. This is is this where the dad shows up? Yeah. Well, everyone's miserable first on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I've got dad comes over and essentially says, "Bitch, cheer up." Yeah. <laughs> he makes him a cup of coffee that has nothing in the cup because when they put them down, they're very hollow sounding. <laughs> and also, is it a prerequisite to be a dad in these films? Is that you have to wear a shirt with a jumper over the top? Yes. Is yes. that standard uniform? I've noticed. Yes. Or you'll get them when when you finally have a kid, Joe. You'll get you'll get like a handout with some nappies, and you'll get the prerequisite costume that is needed for the next twenty years of your life. I've never seen you wear a, a shirt with a jumper over the top, Craig. I'm disappointed. Uh, do you think I liked it? This this scene after he leaves the dad, she tells herself it's time the coach starts thinking about the team. Now I think they had that little statement before the film, and that's why yeah. she became the coach, so they could shove that shove that little saying in. Does the team mean him? I don't know. It never explained what it was. <laughs> but I reckon one of the writers heard that and thought, I can put that in a film. We get a different hat here. She's wearing a beret at this point. Excellent. Hat watch continues. That's on hat watch. And then we, uh, Jeremy tells us about, uh, Jeremy Bolognese tells us about his date that he went on. Is this at the Christmas version of Valentine, uh, the Valentine's version of Christmas Day? Where they're all exchanging presents. Well, it was at school, yeah. and I'm ba- based on that episode of The Simpsons, I choose to choose you. I'm guessing yeah. that they do swap cards and stuff. But no, no, no. I meant at the, at the family. Yeah, because she oh, she yeah, goes yeah. out and just goes and buys presents. Yeah, and it's just like she's why buying- you're go- <laughs> going going into Valentine's teddies in here. Poster <laughs> at the door. <laughs> um, but there's a, there's about thirty seconds where Jeremy just speaks in rhyme. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, he does like four lines, and I don't think it's intentional. Because like, even he's reading... That's the poor lad who's been sat on set for like six hours waiting to film this scene going, I just, I'm going to entertain myself here. Let's make all these, <laughs> let's make all these lines rhyme. Because on about his, his date, he went on with this girl and her mum. Yeah. That's, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> What's more concerning is that Avery took it to heart as... Some kind of life advice. Hey, Jeremy, I'm a six-year-old <laughs> sitting on all them Bolognese millions, yeah. <laughs> dropping life facts from a bloody toddler. And then Kit comes into the thing. With... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Scones and McSconey. Oh, sorry, Scones and McSconey. And then movie number two concludes with uh, with the cafe owner slash manager slash worker having a complete character turn that nobody sees coming. She literally goes into a completely different character. No, she no, she said early on that she was thinking she was she thinking about it, yeah. Yes, but no, she was still oh. acting the same way that she was. She was still being very sort of cold, cold and, and straight faced yeah. throughout all of these conversations. No, to a man with a load of balloons, a big bear, and a heart shaped box of chocolates. You know, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the dry ribs situation. And then everyone <laughs> for that to be fair. everyone claps. Yeah. If yeah. that happened over here. Whew. I tried to think what kind of grief and abuse you'd get. <laughs> Even if she said yes. I think he's only in it for the free scones, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he loves them raspberry scones. <laughs> and then we get the great line from Brendan uh, when he comes around to see her. Oh, he apologises first via message. Yeah, but he says, uh, 
I'd like to do this in person rather than using my thumbs. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally got this is hard to do without you using my thumbs. Ooh, Mr. Vet. Yeah. The <laughs> human bowling ball. Yeah, then the, the kiss uh, and make up. And then Spanish dancing. Oh, yeah. kiss, Spanish dancing. Is it Spanish dancing? Because it would have you know, look there, everyone is dancing to a different song. <laughs> There's especially a tall guy on the left hand side with glasses who is doing the whitest dancing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's because there's no music being played. It's just the director going, and you're dancing, yeah. and you're dancing, and you're dancing, okay. and cut. So at the very least, people were dancing and Spanish music was played to us. Oh, and yeah. again, not, not a single Hispanic in sight. No. I, I want to know as well. A woman in Spanish dress at the back of the thing where the musicians should have been. But they weren't <laughs> doing anything. I think they were just brought in to like meet some sort of diversity quota or something i don't know <laughs> and yeah we fade out and they live happily yeah. ever after fade out credits what would you give that out of 10 then boys uh for me because I, I did enjoy moments of it yeah i gave it five out of ten. Oh, I, I was a little bit more generous at 6.5 well that's fine yeah. see i have a score written down here but after revisiting it and talking about it with you guys <laughs> i think i've way 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 over -egged this so i had originally put 7.2 down Whoa, i am now cancelling <laughs> no I'm, I'm now after remembering this i think i'm gonna to have to put it down to a 6.6 so i only gave it 6.5 the film as a whole was, was was fine there was just a few too many boring bits in the middle for me and i thought oh. it was just movie number two movie number two just baffled me it was just <laughs> like why is this it's all right to have a subplot where your best friend is dating the girl's best friend. But it seemed to be like a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. You get twice as much movie for your, your, your hour and a half. You have, to, you, you have to get to those 90 minutes. Somehow, yeah. yeah. There wasn't a series of outtakes in there, you know. Yeah. Still not as good as Over the Moon in Love for me, but it was... Well, I think I, I can't remember what I had last week, but I think I felt relatively similar. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I, I think it was, better, I it was better shot and better act. Sid, I think. I think the, I think the caliber of acting was better this well, we week had than better actors, yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, the, we actually had actors. But the start of Valentine's month, it's a, it's a, it's a fine start. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent start. It did what it said on the tin. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Maybe a little right. too much. Craig Fax. Craig Fax time. Craig Fax. Craig Fax. <laughs> Excellent. So. The film aired on the 31st of January in the year of 2016 as part of the Countdown to Valentine's Day uh, run on Hallmark. It attracted 1.7 million viewers, which, as it turns out, was the third lowest rated film of the year for the network. So, really? Yeah, it was the low. Yeah, it was the lowest rated Valentine's film, and it was the third lowest rated film throughout all the year of uh, Hallmark originals. That's disappointing. I know, considering he was in it. Uh, Cast-wise, we had uh, Sarah Rafferty as our main lead, who is best known for attending Meghan Markle's wedding. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Meghan Markle, I've just noticed now, the film that was released the week before of this, sorry, the, the day Meghan before of this, one. was starring Meghan Markle. The elusive Meghan Markle one that I can't find streaming anywhere. It's on DVD. Not yeah, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Them Hallmark films are like 25 quid a pop on DVD. They can go a whistle. All right. <laughs> Sorry, can I continue with the facts? That's fine. Uh, Sam Page, who has turned into a career hallmarker, but as you've said before, he has appeared in plenty of other things, including mm. Mad Men, and he's appeared in two out of the four CSIs. That would be New York and Miami. Oh, I hope we get one day with someone who's done, like, the four of them, whatever. The All four. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, you've got CSI, you've got Miami, you've got New York, and you've got Cyber. Anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, else? Uh, Jeremy Gilbert, who was the uh, the best friend kit slash covert kit. Yep, uh, another career hallmarker, and also star of Airbud Three World Pop. Nice. Did you say he was uh, called which Jeremy? Which I'm presuming yeah. is the soccer Airbud. <laughs> Did you say he was called Jeremy? Jeremy, yes. We've had three Jeremys then. So you've got Jeremy the kid. The character is called Jeremy. Called Jeremy. Jeremy. This guy's called yeah. Jeremy, and you said that Samuel main actor guy played someone called Jeremy or something else. Uh, Just, I've not heard the word name Jeremy for a while. The famous line from Kimmy Schmidt is troll the respawn Jeremy. And I don't know whether that's to him or to his friends that he says, I can't remember, I've not watched him in a while. It's just I've not heard yeah. the name Jeremy for quite a long time and now we've had it three times. <laughs> Pearl Jam. Excellent. And finally, the director, Gary Harvey, uh, seems to have been a sort of knockoff Canadian TV director. Uh, directed episodes of The New Adams Family in the 90s, which nobody watched. Uh, the TV series of Call of the Wild, which nobody watched. Before moving on to Hallmark recently with such stellar titles as Walking the Dog. <laughs> and <laughs> Welcome <laughs> Welcome to we Christmas. Can find that one, please? <laughs> oh, they are just the laziest <laughs> titles. Walking the Dog for 90 minutes. I'm looking forward to Joe's description of that. <laughs> we probably get ready to watch it. Yo yo champion Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, that's a... Wow. Thus, thus ends Craig Facts for this week. Okay, uh, are we going to do the new segment of reviews? Reviews. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I've, I've, I've trolled through uh, IMDb and Amazon and several other review sites. This doesn't feature, have any on um, Rotten Tomatoes. I no, zero then. So I will start with one um, from Buffy Terry, who says he, he gave it one star. Ooh. Terry. Uh, he has a similar problem to it with it as you do, Craig. The story took the guy from one woman and gave it to another and left the woman alone. So sad. I thought this was about love and, and not how one woman gets the guy and leaves the other woman. Doesn't get a guy and is left alone. So clearly, someone's just been dumped before. Yeah. This is by Brad Steele. This is a long one. This is a 10 out of 10. Steele. Uh, nice. um, this movie is called All Things Valentine. And boy, does it have a cute dog. <laughs> it stars a woman. Did you write this, Joe? <laughs> uh, Brad Steele is not one of my alter egos. <laughs> Jeremy Bolognese. <laughs> um, it stars a woman with red hair from Suits. And Jones' right. husband from Mad Men. They are supposed oh, yeah. to be in love, but we learn early on, love is a challenging mistress. This is the best line. The clothing was futuristic, and the music was promising. The clothing was futuristic? I remember that. <laughs> they were all dressed in tinfoil suits. <laughs> the dog does beep a lot, so that could be like where you got confused. There it is. Secret sci-fi. Right. Now let's talk about the subplot. I was scared when the veterinarian's friend wouldn't leave that woman at the bakery shop. <laughs> Her name is Prudence, or maybe Prue isn't short for Prudence. Love is a challenging mistress. <laughs> I should be writing more. Then, I, think, I think this just has a break now then. Where did they buy all the flowers from? We would have appreciated a scene in the flower shop to clear up this confusion. Obviously. He's right. We would have appreciated that. I mean, I always appreciate a thing, especially if the flowers are all sexy flowers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Symbolism. Also, I'd like to know more about the ex-girlfriend and where she bought her makeup. Does she have an we, older sister? We know enough <laughs> about it. We know more than we need to know about the ex. <laughs> 
that's someone's just trained of thought. Um, and finally, um, from Jane Honor Mitchell, five star review on um, Amazon. The case was excellent, and the DVD was not purple on the bottom. <laughs> Good. So it, it wasn't a it wasn't a rewritable DVD then. All things Valentine was everything I expected it to be. The case was excellent, and the DVD was not purple on the bottom. The quality of the movie was very good, not one flaw. I would recommend this movie. It has a story with a twist of love and heartfelt emotions worth seeing and buying. So, yeah, that's the, that's the best three I could get. There's not a lot of them out there that aren't just, this is great Hallmark movies. But, um... Yeah, well, that's because Hallmark have, tend to have their fans and they will rate it 10 out of 10, no matter what. As Twitter has been blowing up with Snow Kissed from last night, where they're just retweeting everything. Yeah, I know. this is just amazing. But you know, love is a challenging mistress. Love it is, is a challenging mistress. mistress. <laughs> and we would have appreciated knowing where they got the flowers from. Would we? Would we have yeah. anything to a plot? I for this one. Fil- this film was long that. enough. We didn't need another date in a flower shop. We did, especially with a with a sexy flower assistant. Yeah. Yeah, saying flowers have symbolised love, and this flower also symbolises love. It's the same florists. You must have it on a retainer. You mean flowers by Flowers, flowers, flowers. (laughs) (laughs) So in conclusion, that was all things Valentine. As always, if you'd like to keep up to date with everything Hallmark of Greatness, you can follow the show on Twitter at Hallmark of Great, or get in touch by email, hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com. We appreciate every kind of recommendation or any thoughts yeah, or anything we, else that you've got we, we would love that we will usually announce the film that we're watching on either the friday or the saturday before the episode drops so if you would like to watch along they are usually available either on amazon or on youtube wink wink so you can find it for free on there so uh, we will be posting that either on the friday or saturday before to give you a chance to catch up and know what we are talking about and then the show i believe gets released on the the tuesday morning is it tuesday Tuesday morning tuesday morning first thing britain yeah gives you gives you the weekend to have a glass of wine and uh talk about (laughs) your own notes yeah and then then get in touch with the show and tell us what we may have missed yeah please do Uh, any final thoughts boys no Uh, it's not for valentine's season now though yeah whole month of valentine's films yeah, I really hope that next month it is an actual film rather than two 45 minutes film sandwiched together. <laughs> Are you Brad? Are you sure you're not? <laughs> All I have to say is, love is a challenging mystery. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. See you next week, guys. <laughs>